What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. Sip the juice, I got enough to go around. And the thought takes place uptown. I grew up on a sidewalk while on street talk and then taught to Hulk New York. I go to Queens for Queens to get the food from Brooklyn. Make money in Manhattan and never been took it. Go uptown to the Bronx and boogie down. Get strong on the island, recoup and lay around. Time to build my juice back up. Pop stack up. Suckers get smacked up. Don't doubt the clout. You know what I'm about. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? What up, though? Welcome to the Ballhawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amal Hawkins. Appreciate you for rocking with me another day. This episode, man, we will be previewing Virginia Cavaliers versus the North Carolina Tar Heels that's going to take place here at Scott Stadium. 8 o'clock primetime on, yes, ACC Network. So if you got Xfinity, man, you need to holler at a homeboy or homegirl, or you need to get your free trial on Hulu or YouTube TV or somebody so you can see the Who's. So I don't know what to tell you if you still got Infinity. I used to have Infinity, now I got Hulu, and it's been a great transition. So until they broke a deal, I think we're still going to be in the ACC network a lot. So, um, yeah, you got to get that taken care of. Speaking of getting taken care of, let's make sure we salute the sponsors of the Ball Hawk Show podcast. First of all, if you're looking for insurance that's home, business, auto, or life insurance, holler at the good people at Aber Insurance. Go to aberinsurance.net, check out their rates, and when you start to set up a policy, make sure you name drop me, the Ball Hawk, so they can take care of you and get you an affordable policy that meets all of your needs. That's Aber Insurance servicing the state of Virginia for over 20 years. Billy and Charlene White, family of the show. Also, a new sponsor of the show is Manscaped.com. Well, it's just Manscaped, but you got to go to Manscaped.com because they offer precision engineer tools for your Jews. They are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. You heard it right, below-the-waist grooming. A lot of y'all go get haircuts. Well, you you know, hair grow all over the body. And Manscaped got you covered with the long, new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. It's their third-generation trimmer. Features a cutting-edge ceramic braid. Blade, not braid, but blade to reduce grooming accidents. And when I tell you it's premium, it's a premium product, man. The battery will last you up to 90 minutes. It has waterproof technology, allows you to groom in the shower. And one of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. So make sure if you want to get 20% off and free shipping, enter the code the ball hawk show at manscaped.com. So again, to get 20% off and free shipping, use the code the ball hawk show at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Lastly but not least, if you're gonna take care of your jewels, make sure the jewels in your mouth taken care of too, and go to brightensmile.com. B-R-Y-T-N.com. Enter in the ball hawk, and you'll get 25% off of your order so yeah take care of you salute to all the sponsors of the show and um at the end of the show matter of fact i'm gonna do two giveaways for everybody that supported the ball hawk show podcast so if you went to anchor.fm and searched the ball hawk show podcast and you hit the selection whether it's 99 cent 499 or 9.99 by the end of the show you're gonna know if you were drawn to win a free hoodie and 
free hoodie or a shirt. So I'm going to have a hoodie for somebody and I'm going to have a shirt. So I'm doing two giveaways. You can get a Ball Hawk hoodie or a Ball Hawk Show shirt. So you got to tune in to know if you want it. And before we even get started, I'm going to go ahead and name who won the hoodie while we doing it live right now since it's early in the show. So go ahead and do this raffle right quick. Let's see, let's see, let's see who's going to win the hoodie. Who's going to win the hoodie? And we got Blaine Shiflet. You have won the Ball Hawk Show black hoodie with white lettering. So what you need to do is just hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on uh, Instagram. Email me, theballhawk9 at gmail.com. Let me know what size you wear. Send me your address, and I'll send you your hoodie. Again, that's Blaine Shiflet who has won the Ball Hawk Show black hoodie with white lettering. And by the end of the show, I'm going to draw another name, and you're going to know who's going to win a white Ball Hawk Show T-shirt with black lettering. So let's go ahead and jump right into it, man. We got we to gotta discuss this oldest rivalry in the South. Also, man, if you want products, go to sthujuice.com. I know, I know. That's a lot of a lot of just products and stuff. But, you know, you got you to gotta monetize the monetize your business, you know, just my business. I'm not a huge machine. I don't get paid by UVA to do this. I keep telling folks, this is my own, own individual LLC, the Ball Hawk Show. So, yeah, man, so let's see. What are we going to start off at? Oh, you know what we got to do, man. We got to get the mood right. We got to get the mood right. What y'all want to listen to to get the mood right, you know? Let's see. Let's see what I can pull out right quick before we... This is not gonna be a long part because I, I realized the uh the recap shows were pretty long. So I don't want this to be too long. But since since we are playing North Carolina, let me show them some love for one of their artists. You know, I mean it's only right, you know, you gotta if I can find it. Y'all remember this song back in the day? Remember when this was the hot the hot jam? I bet you this was this was an anthem for North Carolina, I mean, because... Y'all remember this song by P. Pablo? Yeah. All right, that's enough. But this 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 one, I need to get, set me in the mood today, man. I need this to set me in the mood today. I'm taking way back. Yeah, this this one I'm at with mine right now, man. Let's turn it up. What y'all know about the scenario? Hey, yo, Bo knows this, and Bo knows that, but Bo don't know Jack, because Bo can't rap, or what do you know? The, uh, first up, the back, no batteries included, and no strings attached. No holes bars, no time for move faking. Got to get the, I could bring home the bacon. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm going to let this play while I get all these notes pulled up, man. Let y'all I'll take y'all back to that, that real hip hop. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sit back, relax, and let yourself go. Yes, yes, y'all. Inside, outside, come around. Who's that? Brown. We're gonna skate to one song, one song only. Yeah. Yeah. 
Let's pick up the pace. Yeah. On Halloween, pick up the pace. Oh, should I play some? Should I play some Halloween music? Huh? So I bought so hard. about that. Find me. First, gotta find me. What's 50 grand to a motherfucker like me? Can you please remind me? Ball so hard, this shit crazy. Y'all don't know that don't shit face. And that's we go. Oh, for 82, when I look at you like you eat gravy. Ball so hard, where? We ain't need a pope here. Ball so hard, since we here. It's only right that we be fair. Psycho, I'm libo, the go Michael. Take your pick. Jackson, Tyson, Jordan, game six. Ball so hard. Hey, there we go. Let's, let's get let's get the mood right. Yeah, it is Halloween. I forgot they are playing on Halloween. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I might just let this play in the background while I'm talking to y'all. Huh? Oh yeah, oh you getting nervous? Oh my bad. Is kids listening? Maybe, maybe no, maybe not. Should I turn it down? Okay. I turned down a little bit. Okay, I turn it off. You're right. I turn it off. So, all right, man. Let's jump right into this preview. See what we got here. See what we got first. That's 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 uh. Of course, we gotta do the tail of the tape. But let's do some some notes on the game. I had some notes pulled up, basically like just some storylines. Um. So yeah. So as I told you, Virginia and North Carolina will meet for the 125th time in the South's oldest rivalry, a series that began in 1892. UVA trails the all-time series with North Carolina, 63-57-4. Saturday's game will tie the rivalry for the second longest series in NCAA football bowl subdivision history. The Deep South's oldest rivalry between Auburn and Georgia for decades is one of the was. One game behind the UVA-UNC rivalry, but an extra meeting in 2017, which was the SEC Championship, has brought them even. The two schools have met every season since 1919, and three have been only four seasons. Oh, my fault. Not three there. And there have been only four seasons since 1900 when they did not meet. That's 1906, 1909, and 1917 through 1918 when football was postponed at both schools because of war world war one so the five top storylines the cavaliers have faced the tar heels more than any other school 124 in program history virginia is playing on halloween for the 17th time and for the first time since 2015 against georgia tech uva is seven and nine all time on halloween and saturday's game is the only Caval- is only the Cavaliers' fifth Halloween game at Scott Stadium, and they played those game- games in 1981, 1992, 2009, and 2015. Some other notes: Billy Kemp has 41 receptions this season. Kemp's 41 receptions are the most by a Cavalier in program history through the first five games of the season. Kemp is number one in the ACC and number ten in the nation with 8.2 receptions per game inside linebacker nick jackson leads the acc with 10.6 tackles per game last time out versus miami he recorded a career high 16 tackles for nick jackson um tony pogen is number four in the nation among tight ends with 22 receptions his three touchdowns rank eight among fbs tight ends Terrell Jenner 
has at least one catch in 21 straight games. His streak started uh, at Georgia Tech on November 17, 2018. UVA's current three-game losing streak, current three-game winning streak in a series with UNC is as long as since winning four games in a row from 20, 2006 to 2009. And I actually, my last three years at UVA, we beat UNC. We lost my first year, and then from my second year to my last year, basically all the years, my homeboy Ronald Curry was the quarterback at UNC or on the team. We beat UNC. And I know all the people love to hear that right there. Like, oh, better Dick Arnold. That's what he gets. <laughs> boy, y'all cold-blooded, boy. So, uh... Let's look at some team comparisons. We know the records. UNC is 4-0. UVA is 1-4. Scoring offense, North Carolina averages 37.8 points a game, while UVA averages 23.8. Look at this stat. UNC averages 249 yards rushing a game. 249 yards a game. UVA averages 164. We just happy that we averaging over 150, and they averaging damn near 250. Passing offense, they averaging 282 a game. We averaging 247. Pass efficiency, 160 for them, 106 for us. Total offense, as a team, they average 531 yards of total offense per game. We average 411. Time of possession is even, 32-16 for them. 32-14 for them. I mean, for us. I'm all discombobulated. Scoring defense, 25 a game for them, 31.6 for us. Rushing defense for them, 128.6, 133 for us. Passing defense for them, 246. We at 286. Pass efficiency defense, 118 for them, 142 for us. Total defense, 374 for them, 419 for us. Both teams, three sacks. Tackles for a loss, 5.6 for them, 8 for us. Turnover margin, we're negative 1. They're .20 plus. So that's some tales of the tape. And last year's game when, you know, our offense was struggling, we, we came out and we, and we, we got it done. We got it done. Bryce Perkins broke UVA's single-season record for total offense with 490 total yards in the Cavaliers' 38-31 win over North Carolina last year. He had 490 total yards, Bryce Perkins did. 112 rushing, 378 yards passing. He only had nine incompletions. Nine. Now, don't get me wrong. Sam Howell still balled. He was 15-29, 353 yards passing against us last year. Javante Williams had 98 yards rushing last year. Michael Carter had 87. So to put it in perspective, this year they averaged 250 yards rushing. We held them to 186. Held them to 186. They still have 400 total yards. They ain't have 500 like they averaging this year. They have 400 a total offense last year. So, it was a shootout. It was definitely a shootout. Both teams were 7-13 to 13, uh, for, on third down conversions last year. We, we were 5-5 five of five in red zone. 
scoring and chances, they was one of three that made a difference. That definitely made a difference. It was just big plays after big plays after big plays last year. It was definitely a shootout. So I don't look this year. We can't do that though. We can't have a shootout. Mm-mm, can't do that. No sorry, Bob. Um, it'd be interesting to see. Um, I see the depth chart is out, and they have Brent Nelson and Joey Blunt listed as starters. So you know, I'd be interested to see if both or, or one uh, be available for the game. They also have Lavelle Davis Jr. listed as a starter. Well, you know, it'd be interesting to see if he'll be available for the game. Um, Rashawn Henry scored his first touchdown. Excuse me, last game. And just from listening to the interviews, it's like he's becoming more and more acclimated in what's expected of him and the timing with uh, Brendan Armstrong. And he has the speed to uh, take the top off the defense. When I say take the top off the defense, I mean get vertical, like can go deep, cause the safeties to stay back. That's the top off the defense. Um, and I want to know if Ronnie Walker is going to be available this, this, this game. Wayne Tyler Papa has been, I think, very good. Um, and then we're trying to use Shane Simpson in the screen package. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see who's going to be available that missed the last game. Now, looking at North Carolina, as I stated, very, very, very explosive team. A lot of team speed, both offensively and defensively. You know, they're led by their quarterback, Sam Howell, who's just a sophomore at 6'1", 225 pounds. They have two very good backs and uh, Michael Carter and Javante Williams. Williams is the big back. He's 5'10", 220 pounds. Carter is the speed guy. He's 5'8", 200 pounds. They both break, like Javante Williams, I think, leads the nation in broken tackles. So you better wrap up because he's going to run through you. And it just doesn't stop there. On the outside, they got dynamic receivers. Brown can fly. I think he scored two touchdowns on us last year. Daz Newsom from my high school in Hampton, Virginia, um, is phenomenal in the slot, has a plethora of speed. Corrales is a big receiver on, on the other side, number 15, 6'3", 205. They're going to get you. They, they, they want to put you in one-on-one situations. Their offensive line do a great job of firing off the football, getting a man-on-man. you got to have great gap responsibilities, and you have to do your job. They, you know, they run the inside zone read, similar to what Miami was doing. They kind of count and see who's in the box, who's on the outside, where's the matchup. They want to single up one receiver on the weak side and then run the zone away from that receiver, causing that end defender to have to sit and read and see if Sam Howell pulls the ball. And if he pulls the ball and that backer steps forward because he's threatening to run, now you open up that slant window or that bang eight window. So they make it tough on the corners and they have to cover on the island. They have to be patient. These guys can flat out fly. They live off big plays. They want chunk plays, whether it's running the ball or throwing the ball. They're not, they don't want to be patient. They do not. If you could cause them to be patient, cause them to line up in the red zone and keep everything in front, similar to how we play Miami now. Now, granted, you have to be better on third downs. I know King made some phenomenal throws and some phenomenal plays on third down, but if we close to the ball, this game, DBs, linebackers alike, safeties, we have to break up passes or we have to finish when we do get our hands on the ball by intercepting it and gaining an extra possession for our offense. 
They're going to be fast-paced. They will line up in NASCAR and go and push the tempo. But that offensive line is very good. And they're young. Their offensive line is young. Two sophomores, three juniors. Very good size, 6'4", 305, 6'4", 325. Their center is 6'2", 295. Right guard is 6'6", right tackle is 6'6". Guess where they're going to run that majority of the time? To their right. They're going to 6'6", 6'6". They're going to run behind um, McKeithen, Marcus McKeithen, 73, and Jordan Tucker. They did it last year. And they don't care if you know. And they may flip them, too. They're just going to run behind them. So to our left, to their right, that's where they want to go downhill to. Because them some big mamma jammas, boy. Six, six and a half, six, six and a quarter, three quarters. A right guard down there is six, seven. Come on, man. Them some big, them some biggins. Woo. So we got to be very sound on defense. We got to use our hands. We can't become Velcro. That means we can't stay on blocks. We got to be violent. You got to get the penetration. You got to get a great jump on the ball. Be disciplined. You know, Manny Alonzo does a great job of getting the jump off the ball. Um, Briggs does a great job of two-gapping, meaning he's, you know, he makes sure that he can play both the strong side and the weak side, A-gap. He does a very good job of that, of getting his hands inside the breastplate of the offensive guy and steering them and moving them, getting the push-up field. The one thing you want to do is if you get a push-up field, you got to make sure the backers are, are a gap behind because it's a natural cutback lane that's being created, and that's what Carolina want. They're gonna, so their backs are going to press the edge, meaning they're going to press towards the tight end or the tackle, whoever's the end guy. They're going to press it, meaning they're going to try to get out there. They're going to run at an angle and get up the field as much as they can and get you to flow, meaning they're going to, they want to get you to come full speed towards the ball and they put their foot in the ground and go against the grain because it's a natural crease that tends to open up. Because the backside end guy has to check for Howell to make sure he doesn't have the ball. So um, it's a tough offense to try to stop. That's why you can't have any empty possessions. And now we're going to talk about our offense because, our you know, our DBs we saw last year, like, they live off the big plays. Um, if I could go off, let me see. Um, I think Brown had how many receiving yards did he have last year versus? He had 203 yards and three touchdowns. Damani Brown, six catches, 202 yards, three touchdowns. When I say he got busy versus, he got busy. So we know he want to, he, look, stay back. And if he catch something in front of you, tackle just get them down don't worry about stripping the ball secure the tackle get them down now flipping on the other side of the ball North Carolina a lot of people feel like this is their weakness but I will tell you this I like both of their inside backers especially Chad Surratt I think he's special very instinctive former quarterback has a nice feel for making like if you have a mobile quarterback, he tracks them down. Like both of these guys, Gimmo and Surratt, they can run. They're not bigger size linebackers. They're 225. So they're almost like strong safeties in a sense. They, 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 like, they built like hybrids. The outside backer, Tyrone uh, Hopper, is 245. Matter of fact, both outside backers because they run a 3-4 also. 
So the outside backers are bigger than the inside backers. Usually it's reverse. Usually the outside backers are smaller and the inside backers are the thumpers as far as weight. But that lets me know right there that they want to get in the passing lanes when they rush from the outside because they're so tall, 6'3 and 6'4 respectively. But they can run. The back linebackers can run. On the outside, the corners, uh, Day-Day Hollins has very good size for a corner, 6'2", 210 pounds, number 15, just a sophomore. Um, you had Kyler McMichael, good size, six foot, two hundred five yard, two hundred five pounds, not yards. That nickel back Trey Morrison is um, built like a nickel, five nine, one ninety five. They coached by Dre Bly, a UNC great NFL veteran, former Pro Bowler, former Ball Hawk interceptor from the seven five seven. So they coach well. Um, if y'all remember Tony Grimes, that heavily recruited defensive back, he's at North Carolina. He's backing up. McMichael. Um, so they have guys at corner that can hold it down. They want to play man. They want to get in your face because they want to let those backers get after you. They want to blitz. One thing I will say, they safeties get caught watching a lot. Don Chapman is a free safety. Cameron Kelly, number nine, is a strong safety. You can catch them watching. So if we get some type of play action, some type of flow away and get things moving and, and pull it, and bootleg the other way, we can get things across the middle because they will stand flat-footed and watch a lot. And then they come in for big hits. They don't wrap up as well. Now, they will miss some tackles. But overall, I was impressed by North Carolina's speed. And their thing is, they don't really care. Like, they're just trying to make plays. So they would gamble a lot because they feel like their offense can always build them out. But they're very fast. It's a fast team. They're going to get up the field They'll have bad lane or integrity, gap integrity sometimes, but their athleticism and their speed allows them to play freely and fast like that. Because at the end of the day, they know their offense is explosive. Their offense is averaging 500 yards a game. You ain't worried about nothing. 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 Huh? Um, one thing that did jump out to me about North Carolina when I, you know, really kept diving deep in the stats for this year is that it seems the second quarter is the lower quarter for them. So they, they jump out on folks. They've outscored opponents 49 to 10 in the first quarter. But in the second quarter, teams have basically outscored them by close to 30 points. Um, actually, it's 23, 61 to 38. So the second quarter, they've had lows. So they jump out on you. Second quarter, they allow you to come back. Then the third quarter is a 15-point difference, 48 total points to 33. Then they close the show in the fourth quarter, 54 points to 21. When they played uh, FSU, FSU brought out a, a quarterback they didn't have a lot of film on. He was mobile. They made big plays. They jumped out on um, – FSU jumped out on North Carolina, had North Carolina kind of out of whack, but North Carolina still fought back and and was a, pass, a, a non-passing defense call away from coming back. Um, Surratt leads them in sacks with four. Tamon Fox also has four sacks. Uh, Morrison has one interception. Roseman has one interception. Surratt has one interception. And Chat- Chapman has one interception. So um, they're active. I mean, they got two guys with four sacks, another guy with three sacks. They got 15 total sacks on the season. They get their hands on a lot of balls. They got a lot, they got quite a few pass breakups. A lot of hits on the quarterback. 
30 hits on a quarterback. Hopper has seven hits on a quarterback, so he's triggering a lot. And Surratt has five hits on the quarterback. So they're coming downhill to come get you. They're definitely coming downhill to come get you. So you just got to be ready, man. It's a fast team. It's a fast team. Just last game versus NC State, as a team, they ran for 326 yards. Versus Virginia Tech, they ran for 399 yards. So two times this year, they ran for over 300 yards, and they was one yard away from running for 400 yards versus Virginia Tech. Look at the opponent's stats. NC State threw for 358 yards versus North Carolina. Um, rushing, Florida State ran for 241. Virginia Tech ran for 260, which was a, a high for the season. So basically back-to-back games, they gave up almost 250 yards. And then versus North Carolina State, um, they only yielded 34. I mean, they yielded 34, not only. So it's showing you right there you can run the ball on them. But other than that, other than those two games, though, it was 68 versus Syracuse, just 40 versus um, Boston College, and just 34 versus NC State. If you can be balanced, you can keep them off guard, it looks like the opportunities will be there. So uh, I think our keys to the games is this. Can't turn the ball over, which we basically didn't do versus Miami. You got to start out fast again, offensively and defensively. You have to make it a goal to get a stop that first series versus their offense. You got to make it a goal to score points your first series if you're Virginia on offense. Last week, you came out, you scored seven points on your first possession. And after the first possession on defense, you righted the ship and you started to make them come to you. You know, when we talk about Miami, you settled down. So when you come out in the 2-4-5 defense versus uh, North Carolina, and which was an adjustment versus Wake Forest and was an adjustment versus um, Miami, in which it allowed Snowden and Noah to be aggressive and go after the quarterback and, and stunt and play games up front. Only time would tell. We just can't. This is this this is not a game when to me Noah should be. He should he can't get caught at safety. Like that's when I think you call a timeout. If he getting caught at safety, one you DBs calling timeout. You do not want him on Daz Newsom. No, no, no. We ain't gonna do that. And they're gonna attack the middle of the field because that's the natural flow when you run the inside zone is to pull up the backers and the safeties to attack the middle of the field or the slant areas. And on offense, we have to know that they're going to be playing a lot of heavy man-to-man. So that means Armstrong, you got to be decisive with your throws or with your decision-making as far as if you tuck it, go. Because if they're playing man and they're blitzing, it's going to be lanes for you to take off. There's going to be a lot of green passes once you break through that line of scrimmage. They will probably have somebody spying you, but you have to be decisive and you have to throw catchable balls to where you allow your receivers to make plays for you. Don't try to be perfect. Don't aim. Just understand ball placement and understand the matchups as well. I will look to see if Terrell Janica killed them in the middle, just like he did last year. I will like to see if we use a lot of motion to try to confuse them and see if we could get a guy trailing that's flipping the formation with Billy Kemp and hitting them with quick outs or we run some type of, you know, slant with a, uh, out and up 
to generate big plays. See if we get posing in one of those safeties who are lazy and throw it over over their heads. You know, we we could I think we could attack the middle of the field because Chad Surratt and the other backer like to trigger a lot. But don't get me wrong, he can cover as well. Surratt to me is a total linebacker. It just depends on how they're trying to use him. I think they'd rather him trigger and blitz because he's crafty of defeating linemen, getting skinny, and making plays around the football. But he has sure hands. If, if the ball is close to his hands, he will pick it off. But I, I definitely think we can run the ball versus them if we just get them flowing a certain way like we did. We just block down, block down, and wash them. And what I mean by wash them is once the lineman, defensive lineman commits to the gap he wants to go to, you run your feet and you be violent and just get his hind pots out of there, allow the back to identify what you're doing, and they can use their vision and their quick feet. Tyler Papa has shown a propensity of getting the shoulder square as soon as he get the ball and putting his foot down in the ground. He's always going forward. He has sudden quickness. He definitely has a lot of strength. So it's just one of those things that we have to be balanced. We can't have a law on offense. We, we they, They're not going to afford us the time to just waste a possession. Like, we can't defer to the second half and just BS with that out-of-the-locker-room series. Like, that out-of-locker-room series has to be like the first series. It's important for us to score points. We have to score points coming out of halftime if we defer. So if we're kicking the ball off and the opening kickoff and we get the ball back after half, you need to approach that first series like it's a game-winning series because it's that important. We squander a lot of post-halftime possessions. You might as well just receive the opening kickoff if we're going to execute the way we do coming out of the half. It's no excuse. Like, I love to see teams who close out the second quarter, and then attack the third quarter, opening and driving the third quarter the way they left off. Like, that, to me, shows me a, a lot of, like, want to, and it can be demoralizing to your opponent. I always say the second and third quarter is just as important as the fourth. Like, those two middle quarters can really get you out in front and demoralize your opponent and get them out of what they want to do. Don't get me wrong, you got a lot of front runners who will jump out in the first quarter, but if you could dominate the second and third quarters, you put a lot of pressure on opposing teams. So that's all I got for y'all, man. Make sure you subscribe to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. Appreciate everybody that's tuned in, whether it's on Anchor FM. Oh, if you want to be a part of the raffle on Anchor.fm, I'm glad y'all reminded me. Somebody screamed like, yo, man, you ain't do the, you ain't do the second raffle. So got to pick out the next winner for the shirt. And it's Richard White. So Richard White, hit me up. Email me, theballhawk9 at gmail.com for your The Ballhawk Show t-shirt. is white with black lettering. Or hit me up on Instagram. Hit me up on the Sabre. You know, just, just get in contact with me so I can get the size of your shirt and your address. That's Richard White. You won the, a, a Ballhawk Show white tee. And Blaine Shiflet, you won... A Ballhawk Show black hoodie with white lettering. So the Ballhawk Show 9 at gmail.com. And if you want to be a part of the monthly giveaway, you have to be a monthly supporter. And in order for you to be a monthly supporter, you have to go to anchor.fm, search the Ballhawk Show podcast, hit the support link, and either donate 99 cents a month. $4.99 a month or $9.99 a month. And you'll have a chance to win free Ball Hawk Show 
merchandise. Until next time, man, you know the motto, good is the enemy of great. Be great in everything that you do. Shout out to all my sponsors and shout out to all the people who support day in and day out. Definitely appreciate you all your shares and appreciate all your interactions on Twitter. Hey, man, without you guys, it would be no me. So that's just what it is, man. Y'all have a great day and I'm out. Uh-huh. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.